after doing a lot of consulting work, having a lot of success with his agency, growing it to about 5 million bucks in revenue, 2012 started early prototyping on Pantheon, launched it now today, has raised over $50 million, has 150 folks in San Francisco and other remote locations. Again, helping folks scale what they're doing on their websites uh, faster, more aggressively, and more efficiently. It's obviously a huge market. They've got well, they've got tens of thousands of customers, so a minimum statement would be definitely north of 10,000. They've got customers paying a minimum of 30, all the way up to millions of bucks in terms of annual contract values and 30 bucks a month. So you can just multiply 30 bucks times 10 grand and say they're definitely north. And I think probably well north of 300 grand per month in revenue uh, with very low gross churn. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Zach Rosen. He pioneered the first large-scale Drupal website for the Howard Dean campaign in 2003 and then co-founded the world's first Drupal development shop, Civic Space. He then went on to co-found a successful Drupal development shop, Chapter 3, and also co-founded Mission Bicycle. What started as a professional website development epiphany, we're doing it wrong, evolved into an all-in-one platform after he and a few trusted colleagues got together and started solving problems. We're going to jump into Pantheon today. Zach, are you ready to take us to the top? Sure. All right. So tell us about the company. What's Pantheon doing? How do you generate revenue? Yeah. So we are a website operations platform for WordPress and Drupal. So we host websites, but our, our uh, real value is our developer tools. And we're, we're built for marketers who want to iterate really quickly on the websites. Got it. And so how are you different than like a WordPress or Weebly or Wix or Squarespace? Yeah. So the website industry is very, it's very large industry. It's about $200 billion a year. So as, a, as an industry, we spent more money on our websites than anything else, more than digital advertising. And there are a few different segments of, of, uh, of products. So on one end of the marketplace, you have the Wix's, Weebly's, Squarespace's. And those are built for uh, companies where the business owner typically is building the website themselves. So you're choosing a template, buying domain name, and then launching a website in a, in a you know, couple hours. So we, th- those are not our customers. So we work with companies where they have professional marketers on staff and the marketers are designing and building the website to drive the business. And, uh, and then you know, there's an enterprise part of the marketplace where uh, you, know, you have customers who spend upwards of three, four, five million dollars on a single website implementation. Okay, so, so are you, you're playing only in the enterprise space then is that, and it's a SaaS model? We're much more in the mid-market. Okay, okay. Is, is revenue model-wise, is it a pure play SaaS model? Yeah, it's all SaaS. Okay. So like, I mean, what on average, you are paying you a grand per month or what? What's the average would you say? It's a wide, it's a wide range. So it ranges from, you know, a few hundred dollars a year, you know, 20, 30 bucks a month up through we have customers, of, you know, in the millions. Okay. Got it. But so, I mean, those are, you know, developing in terms of your engineering resources for a $20 a month customer versus a million dollar a year customer, very different product roadmaps. I mean, where are you generally focused? SMB or, or the million dollar plus range? Absolutely. It's actually, you'd be surprised. So the product, the core product is the same uh, for our million dollar customers as our uh, $25 a month customer. 
And it's because uh, we built it for web teams. So the commonality is that the uh, smaller customers are serviced by agencies. So the agency has a web team that's you know, building dozens of websites or hundreds of websites uh, that can service you know, customers at that scale. And then the larger customers, the you know, websites are bigger and have, you're, you're right, there are some product differences. There's you know, security, compliance, scalability, performance, all that kind of stuff uh, that they have. But you know, it turns out folks who, who have small businesses care, care about performance as well. So it's essentially the same product. What, well, I mean, but there's a, there's a reason someone's paying you 30 bucks a month versus 30 grand a month, right? Is it mainly like number of seats on the team? Yeah. Is it an SLA agreement? I mean, what is it's, it? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. So it is a combination of number of sites, traffic of the sites, and then support requirements around the sites. Okay, fair enough. Got it. Good. Let's go back here and get more of the backstory. So what year did you launch the company officially in? So we got to market in, in 2012. Uh, and it came out of the consulting work that we were doing. So we specialize essentially in DevOps for large-scale website projects. So we helped rebuild the Economist uh, and projects for the NBC, where uh, you know they pay, pay upwards of you know, a million dollars just on the DevOps infrastructure. And we did that all by hand. We give it back to the IT teams at the end of it. And typically, the customers re- really did not have the skill sets internally to manage the, the infrastructure themselves. You know, IT teams uh, typically. They have the skill sets to manage uh, servers and uh, and SLAs around them. But when you get in the world of website DevOps, you you know CDNs, caching, APM, you know you know the whole LAMP stack, and then you have dev environments, test environments, deployment systems, caching systems. It's a it's a very long kind of spew of technologies that you have to master. And so what what we would see the pattern would be basically that the the website developers themselves would have to do the DevOps because the IT teams just didn't have that background. Uh, which wasn't any fun for them. So it'd be like, hey, Jen, you know, the only one we trust to deploy changes, guess what your new job is? You're now going to deploy everyone's changes, which is pretty miserable uh, for Jen. So uh, eventually the light bulb went off. We you know, did, did that project you know, about a half a dozen times. Uh, and so by Zach, the, what, was, what was the consultancy revenue before you started thinking about SaaS? I mean, you're doing $2 million a year, $5 million a year, $1 million a year? Yeah, it's around $5 million. $5 million a year. Okay, and then in 2012, you said we need to, we need to productize this. Uh, yes. Uh, a little before that, we need to productize this and turn it into a SaaS service. And so we incubated it inside the, uh, the web agency for a little bit and then took them there. Yeah, it's a smart way to do it. Um, you've got a built-in customer base with your agency customers. Now, what are you at today in terms of team size? So, uh, is about 150 people. Okay. Based where? Uh, many of us are in San Francisco, uh, but we, we have to be global. So we have you know, team, we have a couple offices around the world and we have uh, folks in every, you know, essentially every continent. You're, you're, you're in San Fran though. Yeah, we're based in San Francisco. Okay. Well then I, I have a thing. I know the answer to the next question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. And maybe you'll surprise me. A uh, bootstrapped or have you raised capital? We, we raised capital. Yeah, of course. So how much have you guys raised to date? Uh, it's all public. So about 50 million. Okay. Five zero. And where, I mean, the first round of capital, what year was that? And would you use that primarily on? So that was back in 2011. I think we closed our seed round, uh, and it, took, it, it was invested mostly in the product. It took us a while to get to market. It took us, it took us a couple of years because from the get-go, uh, we knew we didn't want to be constrained with the typical uh, kind of problems that hosting companies run into. So the way most of our competitors do this is they put you uh, on basically a VM, uh, and then if on you get a what? on a virtual machine. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, but if you want to iterate on your website, you know, develop on it, uh, you safely, you want to have, you know, a, a different dev environment. 
So then they would have to spin up a second VM, and then when you actually deploy the, the website in the live environment uh, and deal with you know uh, lots of traffic, um, you probably want to cluster with high availability, and then you end up basically the spew um, of servers. Uh, and so you end up running, if you're running at our scale, you know, in the tens of thousands of, of servers you'd have to manage. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you, you know, scaling between them is very complicated. They're all a little bespoke, so it's hard to manage them at scale. So we, we knew we wanted something, uh, an order of magnitude more efficient. And so we uh, took the time to build, uh, build you know, what we saw as kind of the right way of doing it, which is to do it all on a containerized platform. So we... We're the only ones who have a, a, a multi-tenant um, operations platform for Drupal and WordPress where we can scale you really smoothly in containers from a tiny website that, that pays, you know, in the $20 a month range to very, very large websites that get, you know, many millions of visitors. Uh, and the other piece of it is we uh, knew we wanted to work with, with well, so we, we think that the way actually most marketers build a website is completely wrong. <laughs> uh, the way most websites get built is you have a uh, essentially a website relaunch project where you you know you don't like your current website so you go in and hire you know the marketer goes and hires an agency to do a big rebrand uh, or uh, to redo all the messaging and information architecture the the design phase on those projects is typically like three to six months and then uh, and then you have to develop which might be another uh, six months of time or a year of time and by the time you launch the website for most uh, large organizations you're you're a year or two years into it. And then when marketers launch a website and they, they think it feels, you know, the website they launched feels outdated already. And that's because, yeah, you designed it two years ago. Um, and then for most companies, the, the killer is that the website is there. Uh, and you maybe got 60% of the things right in the website we launched before you ran out of budget. But the 40% that's wrong kind of steers you in the face for months and months and months. And then people get really angsty about it and then kind of repeat the process. Yeah. So, so Zach, let's, let's get, just cause yeah. we're running short on time here. So the, you built the product 2011 to seed round, you're building your engineering, your engineering. What, when was your first customer contract closed? Was it 2012 or 2013 or? I'm in 2012. It was 2012. And were, was that customer, one of your agency customers as well? Um, no, it They're, wasn't. Yeah. So how'd you get them? Uh, well, we were very plugged into the ecosystem. And so from the very, we did a lot of customer development back in the day. So back then, uh, we, you know, there's, there's interviewing folks who, uh, we knew, uh, you know, basically people from the Drupal ecosystem, uh, who we knew were running DevOps problems. We knew them and then a little, you know, we'd say, Hey, if we had a service that existed theoretically, would you be interested? And if they said yes. Um, then three months later, we'd ask them to actually start paying. Yeah, makes good sense. Now, what have you scaled to today in terms of total customers? Oh, we're in the tens of thousands of customers. Okay, and just to be clear, that's that's customers, not like free users. Yes. Okay, yeah. now obviously a key thing with SaaS companies is churn. So what's your churn today and how do you manage it? Uh, we've been lucky that uh, our, our customer base actually grows on its own. Uh, and it's because uh, we sell to... You know, uh, customers where they're building many websites. So a lot of the times that's agencies or it's enterprises. Yeah, well, so Zach, that didn't answer my question. So churn-wise, what's your churn? Like you're saying no customer has ever left you. Oh, we're not going to disclose that. Okay, why don't you talk about churn? It's obviously critical in any SaaS business. Yeah, we're just going to talk about our private metrics. For what? I just don't want to talk about private uh, metrics. So okay. we, yeah. What, instead of talking about whatever you're currently at, tell me more about how you think about churn in general at a high level. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, we have a very low gross churn rate and it's because we work really hard, 
to make the product work for customers. And we put a lot of energy into that. So, okay. you know, enterprise customers, uh, we have a dedicated team that makes sure that they're essentially they're going to be successful on the platform. Uh, and then for our agency partners, we put a lot of energy into in basically training them uh, and uh, becoming their default platform for website operations. So, so once, once that happens, it's uh, we're, we're quite sticky. And then the other side of it is that it's also very expansionary because uh, you know agencies will grow with us, enterprises will grow with us, they'll be with us for you know many years. Um, and as a you know enterprises are all, you know essentially always launching new websites, and we'll get that business. Okay, Top Tribe. Many of you ask me all the time, how did I get my website up so fast, so quickly, and why is it doing so well? The answer is simple. I use HostGator.com to keep the thing cranking along. They've got a 45-day money-back guarantee, which is great. I used their free website builder to get the site up because it's ideal for WordPress. It's just what I use. They've got 4,500 templates and a free e-commerce plugin as well and 24-7 support, which we love, right? We love that. I bug the hell out of them. They always get back to me. So I've got you 30% off along with $100 in free AdWords credit. To grab it, just go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, but you got to do it now. Again, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. You have some good historical data, you know, four or five plus years. I mean, on average, and this is very back of the napkin, but on average, what do you assume these customers are worth to you over their life? Generally north of what? Well, it's a very, it's a very large range. So some of the customers, it's, you know, in the low thousands and some it's in the millions. Yep. For the folks that are the SMB, kind of the low, I imagine no touch sales, what is the thing you have to get them to do in the first week to make sure they stay sticky for a long period of time? Yeah. So a lot of them are are from agencies. So uh, the key for them is actually learning the product. So, and, and training them on the phone. Wait, Zach, sorry, just to understand, you'll have agencies spending their time, energy, and effort to sign up a $30 a month customer? Yeah, and we're happy to help them do that because- uh, Why would they know- do that though? There's not much money as a kickback or anything. No, it, so, they, so the agencies use us because of the, the service. Um, so they really want the software product itself. So essentially, if you, have you run an agency or do you, have you kind of worked with agencies? Well, yeah, I mean, I've, we, we interviewed out about almost 1,500 B2B SaaS founders. A lot of them come out of an agency uh, and then yeah. they build the SaaS product. But I mean, agency, typically when there's a business model where it's a reseller program, like HubSpot's probably a famous example. Uh, we just had Brian on. The price point is high enough where the agency can get a kickback. So they're incentivized to do it. I don't see how you have that incentive structure with a $30 a month price point. So we, we uh, do have some of those incentives, but it's not the reason most agencies work with us. So the agencies work with us because, so imagine you're an agency and you have to build a lot of websites for different customers. If, uh, you don't use a, if you don't use Pantheon, what you have to do is set up your own website operations. So you have to have make sure every developer has a developer sandbox to make sure that they can deploy changes to the live websites uh, safely without breaking things. You have to you know make sure the websites are online uh, and... Uh, tr- traditionally, what that means is, is basically your tech lead, so the most senior developer, has to actually go in and build all these uh, services yourself. So you're stitching together like GitHub and DigitalOcean uh, and New Relic, uh, and you can't build for that time. It's very frustrating, uh, and your clients don't care. Your clients don't care like how you tune Nginx or what your deployment system is, but you have to do it because you have to actually serve your, your clients. You don't have one client. You have dozens of clients. So what we do for those agencies is we replace all of that with a free service. So instead of them having to spend a, you know, any time managing website operations or even pay, you know, an agency with 10 developers will spend a couple hundred thousand dollars a year on this stuff that they mm-hmm. can't build. 
So we, we can actually make that profitable for them. So we, we can save them a couple hundred thousand dollars of lost billable time uh, and a lot of headache uh, because if this stuff breaks, it rolls back on the on usually the founder to go fix. Yeah. So so la- sorry, just because we're running out of time, last quick questions here and quick answers if you can. Payback period. Do you try and optimize for any kind of payback period as you're growing? Yeah, well, again, it's a wide range of customers. So, uh, you know, if, if they're worth millions, we're, we're fine. Uh, it, it, you can absorb a large CAC. And we work within the, the typical SaaS constraints, depending on the size. Well, just to be clear, it doesn't matter if it's a small $30 a month customer or a $10 million a month customer because the, the payback, you're willing to spend more or less depending on the size. So it's actually yeah. a ratio. So like, do you try and stay below six months or 12 months? How quick do you like to get your money back? Uh, well, it also depends how expansionary it is. So, uh, you know, we, we're, we're not incredibly focused on uh, juicing our payback right now because uh, we know if we can get an agency or an enterprise on board, it's going to be very expansionary over time. I mean, we, we, we do care about it. We optimize you know, marketing channels and sales methods and all these kinds of things. We want to stay within constraints, but it's not like an overriding focus. Now, can you give me a general range? Is that going to be 12 to 24 months? Is that fair? That's a private number. Okay. Well, why, tell me, I mean, many people are going to listen to this and go, of course he can do that. He's raised 50 million bucks. He can afford to bleed cash. That's what they'll think when they hear you say that. Uh, okay. So are you bleeding cash? Um... So uh, we, we burn cash. Yeah. I mean, we raise money to grow the company. Yeah. That's what I want to try and get a sense of. When we have folks on that have raised a hundred million bucks, 80 million bucks, it's, it's very valuable to try and understand how they think about burn. So if you don't talk about payback, it's hard to kind of get in your head and understand how you think about burn. Yeah. So, I mean, we're focused on building a very large uh, profitable business over time. The, the issue in our marketplace, as is true in many marketplaces, is uh, it's a $200 billion a year market. Uh, so, uh, and there are seven or eight companies who are, you know, well north of a hundred million run rate. So, uh, for us to achieve what we want to do, which is to, to build a large independent, uh, platform, uh, we're going to have to grow pretty quickly. And so we're, you know, yes, we're going to sacrifice CAC, uh, cost and payback cost to, uh, to a certain extent, certainly more than a bootstrap company would to achieve growth. Yeah, exactly. By the way, that's valuable. I mean, they, they, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying this is a yeah. knock. I'm saying you, you have the ability, you've created growth. You have a great story. You have a great team that enabled you to raise the capital, a great valuation, and you can afford to wait 24 months to get paid back on the CAC. That's an asset. I'm just curious how aggressive or not aggressive you like to get, but I think we've, we've yeah, talked well, about that enough. So yeah, we're, we're well within the kind of typical SaaS constraints. I mean, if you look at the public market numbers, they kind of set the guidelines. Yeah. Um, take me uh, last question here. You said you like to invest this money, grow quickly. Generally, what are you growing at year over year? Are you, you know, you're getting into the big numbers. So hundred percent year over year growth gets harder, but yeah, it's, a, it's a private number. What, um, what, what do you but, aim? What do you aim for? You don't have to talk about what you actually did. I mean, you know, companies that get later stage, uh, when you know, companies go public or, you know, want to stay within the 25 to 45%, 30% range year over year. Um, we're earlier stage than that. So we're going faster. Okay, got it. So can can we can we say a minimum is thirty and a max is a hundred? That's a, a big enough range to say vague. It's a pretty big range, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, all right. Uh, and then look, I mean, you gave me minimums earlier, ten thousand customers, and you have the your smallest ones paying thirty bucks a month. You're doing definitely well north of three hundred grand per month at this point, correct? Oh yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one. What is the last business book that you read? Oh man. Uh... Last, I'm trying to give a good recommendation. Uh, so I re- reread this book. It's my favorite business book of all time, which is a very weird book. Uh, the, the Toyota Production System, which was written in 1980. 
uh, by the, a gentleman who created, essentially is single most responsible person for the, the lean manufacturing system. Interesting. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying, Zach? Um, yes, many. Uh, I'm trying to give you a useful answer. So, yeah, I mean, uh, one, one company I admire a lot uh, because I know that we know them pretty well. They're, they, we share the same first and main investor uh, founder group is SendGrid. Uh, so their, their CEO, Samir, I think the world of, he's a super sharp guy. And what the, you know, the company they built and the way they've gone to market um, is, uh, is really impressive. And there's a lot we, we have to learn from them. Number two, what's your favorite online tool for building the company? Online tool? Man, I, I, I use uh, Dropbox Paper a lot. It's pretty fun. Okay, number three. How many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Yeah, depending on the night. I have a two-year-old. Uh, six to eight hours. Six to, okay, not bad. And now just one kiddo or, or more? Just one. Okay, and what's your situation? Married, single? I'm married. All right, and how old are you, Zach? I'm 34. All right, last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Ah, that's a good question. Um, Yeah, I think uh, what I've come to appreciate the most over the past decade, especially in the venture tech world, and if you have a lot of um, uh, listeners who are bootstrapping their companies, I have a ton of admiration for that. I mean, I, the, the first three companies I built were all bootstrapped. Um, so, uh, but the thing about the venture tech world, which is, a, which is kind of a secret sauce, is uh, it really functions mostly on a mentorship model, which you don't appreciate from the outside. So... Uh, I would tell my 20th, my 20 year old self to, uh, invest more in surrounding myself with people who have been there, done that and can teach me because they're definitely out there, you know, they're, they're happy to grab coffee and, um, tell you all their secrets. If, uh, if you ask them nicely, there you guys have it from Zach invest in the mentor network earlier on. It's a little secret in the venture tech space after doing a lot of consulting work, having a lot of success with his agency, growing about 5 million bucks in revenue. 2012 started early prototyping on Pantheon launched it. Now today has raised over $50 million has 150 folks in San Francisco and other remote locations. Again, helping folks scale what they're doing on their websites, uh, faster, more aggressively and more efficiently. It's obviously a huge market. They've got, well, they've got tens of thousands of customers. So a minimum, statement would be definitely north of 10,000. They've got customers paying a minimum of 30 all the way up to millions of bucks in terms of annual contract values and 30 bucks a month. So you can just multiply 30 bucks times 10 grand and say they're definitely north. And I think probably well north of 300 grand per month in revenue uh, with very low gross churn. Zach, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thank you.